this house. Oh, we give you praise this morning. Oh, we love you this morning, Jesus. Somebody give him a hand clap of praise this morning. What a joy it is to be in the presence of the Lord this morning. Welcome. Welcome to the house of the Lord today. I pray you've had a blessed week in the Lord. And we are truly honored to welcome you back into the sanctuary in the midst of all of the craziness of our world today. We are blessed to be able to be in the house of the Lord together this morning. So I say thank you uh, for putting, uh, putting forth the effort. Those of you that haven't been able to be with us up until this day, I see some of our family back with us. We have missed you. We love you. And we're so thankful that you're here this morning. And, uh, but allow me to welcome those this morning uh, by way of live stream into this sanctuary with us today. Uh, those of you that are faithfully with us every week, we say uh, we love you and we thank you that you're with us this morning. And uh, we pray that you can feel the presence of the Lord right where you are this morning as uh, we worship together. And I'm excited this morning to come and uh, bring the word this morning to you. I do believe the Lord wants to speak to our hearts this morning. This is not a time to be discouraged, uh, but this is a time to be encouraged. If you haven't reminded yourself lately, let me remind you this morning that we are on the winning side this morning. Amen. And uh, if you read the back of the book, you know how this thing ends. And uh, we, are, we are going to... Uh, one day, not that far away, we are going to leave this place with a shout of victory. And oh, what a place we're going to go. Man, heaven sounding sweeter all the time. Amen. Uh, but until he comes, we're going to continue to labor in the field. Amen. And, uh, but we're so thankful to be here this morning. Those going to class, feel free to do so. At this time, those in the sanctuary, if you have your Bibles with you, I'm going to encourage you to... Turn with me to Luke chapter number 8, Luke chapter number 8 this morning, and we're just going to dive in uh, to the Word of the Lord. I, I do encourage you, uh, the, the announcements that uh, Pastor Jane made at the beginning of service, uh, uh, follow through with those. Uh, we're looking forward to just a great, uh, great time over the next uh, few weeks going into the beginning of the year. We're excited about some of the things uh, that we're going to be doing and uh, moving forward together in. So, uh, but this morning, if the Lord would help me, I want to uh, take a little bit of time and share with you uh, from the Word of the Lord. If you, so Luke chapter number 8, beginning in verse number 41. Uh, do not be turned off by the fact that this is a passage of Scripture that you have read and heard preached multiple times if you've been in the church any time at all. Uh, but I want us to examine uh, in this passage of Scripture today. And if the Lord would help me, I'm going to deliver what he's put on my heart. And if I was to title this today uh, for a few moments, I'm going to preach and teach for a few moments on a day 
of reversals, a day of reversals. So in Luke chapter 8, beginning in verse number 41, we find these words. And Jarius, he was a ruler, and behold, there came a man named Jarius, and he was a ruler of the synagogue, and he fell down at Jesus' feet and besought him that he would come into his house. For he had one only daughter, about 12 years of age, and she lay a dying. But as he went, the people thronged him, and a woman having an issue of blood for 12 years, which had spent all of her living upon physicians, but never, never could be healed, came behind him and touched the border of his garment, and immediately her issue of blood stayed. And Jesus said, Who touched me? When all denied, Peter and they that were with him said, Master, the multitude throng thee and press thee, and you ask the question, Who touched me? And Jesus said, Somebody hath touched me, for I perceive that virtue is gone out of me. And when the woman saw that she was not hid, she came trembling and falling down before him. And she declared unto him before all the people for what cause she had touched him and how she was healed immediately. And he said unto her, Daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace. While he yet spake, there cometh one from the ruler of the synagogue's house, saying to him, Thy daughter is dead. Trouble not the master any longer. But when Jesus heard it, he answered him, saying, Fear not, believe only, and she shall be made whole. And when he came into the house, he suffered no man to go in other than Peter, James, and John, and the father and the mother of the maiden. And all wept and bewailed her. And, but he said, Weep not, she is not dead, but sleepeth. And they laughed him to scorn, knowing that she was dead. And he put them all out and took her by the hand and called, saying, Maid, arise. And her spirit came again, and she arose straightway or immediately, and he commanded to give her meat. And her parents were astonished. For a few moments this morning, I want to look at this story that really has two stories intertwined. Within our reading today we find two individuals who found themselves in great distress. We see the first is Jarius, the, the, the father of a 12-year-old daughter who is lying at a place near death but when he approaches Christ he falls at his feet and it says that he besought him to come to his house, simply meaning he urgently made an appeal, or you could say he begged for Jesus to come home with him in this moment of time. We see it was in this very moment that Jarius put all of his hope, all of his trust in one place, Jesus. The second person that we read of in this story is a lady who had an issue of blood for 12 years. We do not know her name, but we do know that at this moment, there is nothing left. She has spent all that she had trying to receive healing for her body, but to no avail, she is nearing death. But just like Jarius, we see in this moment of time, she too made a decision to put all of her hope and all of her trust in one place, Jesus. I want to ask you two questions this morning. Where is your hope? Where is your trust? In the midst of your trouble, in the midst of your unknowing, in the midst of your uncertainty today, in the midst of all of the diagnoses, and in the midst of all of the fear and the anxieties of our world, where are you, the church of Jesus Christ, putting your hope and your trust? Two different events, but the same response by these individuals. We see with the lady that she allowed her body to be moved 
by faith. If you read this story in the Gospel of Mark, and I'm just going to pick a few verses out of Mark chapter 5. Notice what the lady does. We'll focus on her just for a moment, but she's not our message this morning. In Mark 5, 25 through 29, it says, And a certain woman, which had an issue of blood for 12 years, and had suffered many things of many physicians, and had spent all that she had, was nothing bettered, but rather grew worse. But when she heard of Jesus, she came in the press behind and touched his garment, for she said this, notice, If I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. Didn't say I might be, didn't say I could be, but she said I'm putting all of my hope, all of my trust in the fact that I know, kind of like the old timers used to testify, I know that I know that I know if I touch his garment. Can I tell you, we can still get to that place. I know that I know that I know that I'm saved. I know that I know that I know that I'm healed. I know that I know that I know that I've been delivered and set free. Stay with me this morning. And it says straightway or immediately, somebody say without delay, the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. I don't know about you, but I just got a feeling everything going to be all right. I, I hope you didn't come to, to, be, to have somebody in the mully grubs with you this morning, but I just been along with Jesus, and, and I just got a feeling that everything's going to be all right. No matter what it may look like, no matter what it may sound like, no matter what it may feel like, uh, can I tell you that we are overcomers this morning. Uh, I am not going down in defeat. Uh, I will not sing the song of sadness, uh, but I come to tell you that Jesus Christ is still Lord. Uh, he is no longer uh, a lamb been led to slaughter, uh, but he's about to come uh, with a roar uh, like we have never heard. Uh, he is the lion of the tribe of Judah and he is about to, to come for his church. All oh, it's over, preacher. I don't know who you've been listening to, uh, but you've not been listening to the Holy Spirit uh, that says that I am more than a comforter. Uh, I am more than enough is what he's saying to you this morning. Oh, I got to get to my message this morning. Uh, notice, due to her faith uh, and her ability to believe uh, that which man was unable to do for 12 years, uh, God did in a moment. You hear me this morning. She experienced a day of reversal and was given an opportunity for a brand new beginning. How do you know that, preacher? Mark chapter 5, verse 34. Jesus said unto her, can I tell you this? Jesus' words trump anything that anybody else will ever say. You just need to know that in your life. This Don't matter what all the naysayers say. Doesn't matter what all the religious people say. Doesn't matter what all the politicians say. Doesn't matter what all of the elite say. What matters is that what does thus saith the Lord. And in her story, Jesus says, I perceive that somebody's touched me. Uh, everybody said, well, everybody's touching you. He said, no, you don't understand. Somebody touched me in faith believing. Uh, and I perceive that virtue went out of me. Uh, and because of that, uh, there's a reversal that just happened in this moment. Uh, he said, somebody. Uh, and when she realized that she couldn't hide it uh, she came and fell before him and said I'm the one uh, and when she did that Jesus said to her daughter thy faith has made thee whole go in peace and be whole of thy plague what he was saying is this your faith has given you 
a reversal, and therefore you have a brand new beginning. Go in peace. Walk this thing out. Notice, but now let's turn our focus back to Darius for a moment. He has placed everything on this encounter with Jesus. Mark chapter 5, 22 and 23 says, And behold, there cometh one of the rulers of the synagogue, Darius by name, and when he saw him, seeing Jesus, he had fell at his feet, as we read in Luke chapter number 8, and it says that he besought him greatly, saying, notice this, Mark gives a little bit more of the conversation. When Darius fell at the feet of Jesus, he said, My little daughter lieth at the point of death, but I pray thee, come and lay thy hands on her, that she may be healed, and she shall live. We see he also has allowed his body to be moved by his faith. But even on a greater level than the woman with the issue of blood. Because the woman with the issue of blood, while she was declared unclean and realized that, that she, was, uh, she was not allowed to be around a crowd and she had allowed the diagnosis of man to intimidate her in such a way that she said, if I can just sneak around and touch from behind, maybe, maybe nobody will see me or notice me. So she was under a spirit of intimidation, much like many in the church world today as well. I do that, but no, I, I listen, the, the, the words of the enemy brought great distress to her. But Jarius, he said, you know what? I've got a baby girl that's 12 years old that's about to die. And I've heard of this man by the name of Jesus, and I believe that if he'll come to my house and lay hands on her, that she can be healed. And he did not approach arrogantly, but he approached boldly. He come right up to him, and he begins to have conversation. He said, listen, my little girl is dying. She needs a touch, and you're the man. Notice, we see that when he approached in a bold manner and spoke, he was simply saying, I know you have the ability to bring my daughter to the place that she needs to be. And in that moment, Jesus begins to walk with him. How he must have felt in that moment. So as Jesus is walking with him, and the crowd is present, and the interruption occurs with the woman with the issue of blood, Darius must have felt in that moment an overwhelming confidence. Think about it now. Put yourself in this story. He's walking with Jesus. He's just put his faith in him. All of a sudden, Jesus turns and says, somebody touched me. I perceive virtue went out of me. And then he sees this woman begin to fall down and trembling in fear and, and say, listen, I touched you. And all of a sudden, all I did was touch you. And now I am healed. He's like, man, I've got the right man. She just touched his clothes, but he's going to my house to put his hands on my daughter. He must have felt like, man, this thing is getting ready to be turned around. Man, my baby is getting ready to feel better than she ever felt. Oh, what confidence he must have had in that moment. Surely his daughter was about to walk in victory. But all of a sudden, out of nowhere, an individual that he recognizes comes towards him, simply says, your daughter's dead. Don't bother the master any longer. Talk about a roller coaster of emotion in that moment. How Jarius must have felt everything just fall out of him all hope all peace all assurance if only anybody ever have these thoughts if only I'd have been faster if only I would have went to him earlier if only that lady had not stopped us in our journey all of the whys and the what ifs comes flooding in and but when Jesus heard, 
Man, I'm so thankful he's just not the beginning, but he is the finisher of our faith. But notice, it says in Mark 5 and 36, As soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he saith unto Darius, Be not afraid, only believe. What he was saying was this, Darius, I am not only the author, but I am the finisher of your faith. And we see a man in that moment, he had to choose to believe. He had to choose to believe the word of the Lord instead of the word that was brought to him by man. I want to say to you this morning, his decision caused a day of reversal to become a day of reversals. We went from singular to plural just like that. Because when you read the story that we read together in Scripture, notice we see in our Scripture today, didn't matter how young or how old, everybody was in this place of distress. And we find that the church of the living God must understand this morning, they must hear the word of the Lord, that if we will only believe. This is a time to believe, much like Jarius believed, that he is not just the author or the beginning of our faith, but that he is the finisher of our faith. I want to say to you this morning that we are in a day of divine reversal. That which the enemy has meant for evil is about to be turned for good to those that what? To those that believe. Hebrews 11, many of you are familiar with it. It says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, for the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. We're going to obtain a good report when we believe. We're going to walk in power when we believe. We're going to walk in miracles when we believe. We're going to walk in the supernatural only when we believe. What I'm saying to you this morning is this, that the cry of the saints in this season has touched the heart of God. Please hear me. And he is stepping into this season, and he is taking the hand of his bride, much like he touched the hand of Darius' daughter, and he is simply saying, rise in power and authority. Don't you dare to allow the enemy to steal what God's desiring to do in this moment. You say, why would God want to do that right now? Can I tell you, right in the middle of this story, there's a little nugget that never gets talked about, and that is this. When Jesus goes to Jairus' house, everybody's wailing, everybody's crying, everybody's saying it's over, and Jesus said, get out, get out, get out, get out. But Peter, James, John, mom and dad, you're going in with me. What he was saying is grace is about to walk in with me. Can I tell you right now that because of the cry of the saints, grace is walking back into this nation with America. We don't deserve it, but God is graceful and merciful to those that will cry. And i got to tell somebody this morning that that which you see naturally uh, is not the final say. And God is bigger than what you may see or hear today. But you're going to have to choose to believe. I need to say to somebody this morning, please hear me, this may not be for everybody, but I got to tell one person, maybe two people, maybe three people, I don't know, but I got to tell somebody this morning, you hear me, no, no, I'm not talking to nobody but you this morning and those that may be watching through the lens of that camera, you are too close to your miracle to doubt now. You hear me. I feel the presence of the Holy Spirit in this room. I need to tell you that what you need to do is not doubt, but you need to begin to shout by faith because God's about to take darkness and turn it to day for somebody in this room. The pains, of dis the pains and disappointments of yesterday is about to be replaced by the fresh wind of His Spirit. Listen, I'm not trying to hype you up. I'm not trying to build you up and on something that's not biblical. But I'm going to tell you something. Our nation is about to rise from the bed of corruption. 
And those that said it's too late is going to witness the power and the anointing and the moving of the one true God. We're not talking about Muhammad. We're not talking about Allah. We're not talking about any of, that, any of those things. We're not talking about a Hindu idol somewhere, but we're talking about the King of kings and Lord of lords. He is about to show up and do something uh, if the church will believe. I don't care how many people's come and told you it's too late. I don't care how many news outlets said it's over about this or that. I don't care how many people's walked into your home or, or walked into your business and said, oh, you're never going to recover. Uh, I'm going to tell you this morning that my God uh, is more than able uh, and he is willing uh, to do uh, what needs to be done uh, on behalf of his children. Uh, he is not going to abandon you, uh, but he is going to stay near to you this morning. Hallelujah. What are you saying this morning, Pastor? Here's what I'm saying. I need somebody to stay the course. I need somebody to believe with me today that God is still God. Can I just deal with the lies of the enemy just for a moment for some of you in this room uh, and those of you that are joining us uh, on live stream today? Uh, I'm going to tell you this morning, uh, if you will believe, uh, your family isn't going to die lost. Uh, if you will believe, uh, your children will prophesy. Uh, if you will believe, uh, your body will be made whole. Uh, I got to tell you this morning, uh, if somebody will believe, uh, this generation will serve. God, I gotta tell you this morning that your community will turn around. I gotta tell you this morning, your nation will honor God. But somebody's gotta believe. Somebody's gotta shout in victory. Somebody's gotta lift up their voice. Oh God. Oh, I gotta tell you this morning, evil will be dispelled if you believe. Fraud and corruption will be exposed and destroyed. The church will emerge in power. Revival will come. An awakening will happen. I gotta declare to you today, it's not over. But it's a day of reversal. What do you mean, preacher? Can I tell you? that reversals are common in scripture when people believe. Abraham, oh Abraham, take Isaac, your only son Isaac, go to the place that I'll show you, a three day journey, there's a mountain there, that's where you're going. Take him and offer him to me. I will believe, I will believe. They got their servants with them. Abraham says, you stay here, stay here with the animals. Me and my boy, we're going there. Read your Bible. He didn't say, I'll come again. No, he said, we will come again. What he was saying is this, I'm believing the promises of God. God said, back here, that out of Isaac, there was gonna be generations. Uh, he said out of him was gonna be something. I don't know what he's gonna do, but I'm gonna walk by faith. Uh, I'm gonna lay him on an altar. Uh, I'm gonna sacrifice him, uh, but I got a God that's able to resurrect things. Uh, I don't know what's gonna happen, uh, but he's gonna do something because that boy's uh, coming back off the mountain with me. But in the midst of it, coming up the rough side of the mountain, there's a ram caught in the thicket. Once God saw that Abraham truly believed. Abraham got the knife drawn back. All of a sudden, oh, Abraham, heard that verse, voice before. Abraham, yes, God, you've not held anything back from me. Listen, you, you, you got to stay your hand. What he was saying, he said, listen, this ain't your fight, Abraham. This ain't your deal here. I just need to know that you really, truly trust me. Can I tell you, God just wants somebody trusting right now in this season because the same day of reversal then is the same day of reversal now. I gotta tell you, it doesn't stop there. Oh, Moses, uh, he shut in. Children of Israel shut in. Pharaoh's armies is approaching. The dust cloud's getting bigger. There's a red sea in front of them. All of a sudden, the Lord says, you gonna believe me one more time? Stretch out that rod. Oh, but it's impossible. We're... 
people's already whining and complaining. We should have stayed in slavery. We're about to be destroyed. Moses, why did you bring us out here just to die? He said, just stand still. You're going to see the salvation of the Lord right now. And by faith, he took out a rod and he held it. And all of a sudden, because one man believed, you hear me. Man put their feet on soil that men had never touched before. Can I tell you, we're about to go someplace we've never been before. I'm about to shout this morning. Can I tell you? Because it was a day of reversal. Oh, you got to stay with me just a few more moments. Can I tell you? When Don't you pray, Daniel. If you do, everything's changing. There's a lion den that's prepared. Can I tell you? He said, I'm going to pray like I've always prayed. Listen, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know how it's going to play out. But when he got down to the den of lions, suddenly those lions' mouths were closed. But in the next morning, somebody comes running. Oh, Daniel. Oh, Daniel. Was your God able to deliver you? And all of a sudden, he simply says, don't you worry. My God is faithful. Can I tell you, a day of reversal because somebody believed. Three Hebrew boys, fiery furnace, heated seven times harder. I don't, I don't know what to say, King, other than we're not careful to answer you because we know that our God is able. But if he chooses not to move how I think he should move, we're still not going to bow because we believe in him all of a sudden did we not cast three into the fire yes king we did then why is there a fourth man a flame that was supposed to destroy a flame that was powerful enough to destroy a natural man even a strong natural man because the strongest of the king's men at that time was even on the outside of the furnace and they burned up. But when three men that believed God even got in the midst of it, it had no effect on them because God stepped in and said, today's a day of reversal. But you don't understand where I'm at, Pastor. I'm enslaved. I'm in darkness. I've been beat. Listen, I know a couple guys that's been there before. Paul and Silas at the midnight hour. But they said, we're going to sing and we're going to pray and we're going to call out to the one that we know. And all of a sudden, there was a foundation-shaking anointing that didn't just bring deliverance to them, but to every band, to every prisoner in the house because somebody was willing to believe. A day of reversal. This one hits real close to me right now in the prophetic realm, and I'm not going to go off on a rabbit trail this morning. I'm going to try not to. Haman, who is that man that won't bow to me? That's Mordecai. Everybody else bows to me. Why won't he bow to me? Mordecai says, I only bow to one. Haman becomes angered, goes home, builds some gallows. I'm going to write a degree. I'm going to use deception. I'm going to use fraud. I'm going to use all of these things, and I'm going to get what I want. It don't care what it costs, and I'm going to put that man on gallows. He's going to be destroyed. I'm going to destroy all of his people because he won't bow to me. Read the story. Oh, Esther. Oh, Esther. Don't stay silent because who knows, maybe for such a time as this you have been brought to the kingdom. She begins to bring about a reversal of the degree that had been written. And you find that Haman ends up hanging on the very gallows that he built. I want to tell you something this morning. There's some people getting ready to hang on some things they built because God's still God. And I don't celebrate the death of those things. I pray that all would find repentance. But some have refused. 
They have blasphemed the name of the Lord and they have blasphemed the Holy Spirit of God. And God says, not now. This is a day that is different than any other days because right now there's people that's believing. You hear me this morning. You say, but preacher, my situation is, it's past that. It's, it's beyond that. Can I remind you that there was a man by the name of Lazarus that laid in the grave for four days and it wasn't too late then either. word of the Lord was simply this he simply said would somebody please roll away that stone you know what he was saying is it is there anybody in my presence that will believe that I'm able to do what needs to be done concerning this man that's been dead for four days already he didn't need nobody to move that stone he could have simply spoke to that stone and it could have rolled on its own accord but he was simply saying is there anybody that will leave just for a moment he wasn't even telling them they had to have perfect faith. He was just simply saying, is anybody here willing to move by faith to just move that thing? Hear me. Hannah, distraught, crying in the temple. Womb is barren. All of a sudden, All of a sudden, the Lord takes a barren womb and makes it become fruitful. But one of the greatest stories of divine reversal that you will ever find in Scripture gets no attention at all. It gets a lot of attention in other things, but never in this manner or this train of thought. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him would not perish but would have everlasting life. Every one of us is a testimony of a day of reversal because you and I was destined for hell. But then God sent Jesus, his son. And when hell said, I've got them, God said, not so fast. Because there's a virgin by the name of Mary. And she's highly favored. And before she was ever thought of in her mother's womb, I had plans for her she was going to carry my son and he was going to come and he was going to bring a way of escape and right when you think it's over hear me it's really just beginning I'm going to wrap this up in the next few moments but I got to declare to you today the word of the Lord I want you to buckle up this morning and I want you to hear I want you to hear this preacher, but I want you to hear the word of the Lord. I don't want you to hear my opinion. I don't want you to hear my ideal, but I want to give you the word of the Lord for the next five minutes. I did not give Landon this one, but I did give him a few others, but I'm going to start right here with this one. Psalms 37. Fret not thyself because of evildoers. Neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity, for they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good, so shall thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. Verse 7, rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospereth in his way. Because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass, cease from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not thyself in any wise to do evil. For evildoers shall be cut off, but those that wait upon the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. Verse 12. The wicked plotteth against the just, and this is where we're at right now, and gnashes upon him with his teeth. Hear me this morning. The Lord shall laugh at him. For he seeth that his day, <coughs> excuse me, is coming. The wicked have drawn out the sword and have bent their bow to cast down the poor and needy and to slay such as be of upright conversation. 
Oh, somebody going to shout right here. But their sword shall enter into their own heart, and their bows shall be broken. For the arm of the wicked shall be broken, but the Lord upholdeth the righteous. The Lord knoweth the days of the upright, and their inheritance shall be forever. They shall not be ashamed in the evil time, and in the days of famine they shall be satisfied. But the wicked shall perish, and the enemies of the Lord shall be as the fat of lambs. They shall consume. Into smoke shall they consume away. That's why i got to tell somebody this morning, Proverbs 3, 5, Trust in the Lord with all thy heart, and lean not unto thy own understanding. And i got to take you to 2 Chronicles 7, 14. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face uh, and turn from their wicked ways, uh, somebody say reversal, uh, then will I hear from heaven uh, and will forgive their sin uh, and will heal their land. Uh, He has heard our cry uh, in the United States of America. Can I tell you, uh, believers across this globe uh, have touched the heart of God. uh, And i got to remind you, uh, Isaiah 54, 17, uh, no weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper, uh, and every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. Uh, This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, uh, and their righteousness is of me, uh, saith the Lord. Uh, We are about to walk uh, like the old songwriter wrote. Uh, I'm going to walk right out of this valley. Uh, I'm going to lift my hands and praise the Lord. Uh, Why? Uh, It's because we are emerging in victory uh, says the Lord. 2 Chronicles 10 3 and 4. For though we walk in the flesh we do not war after the flesh for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Can I tell you, I heard the Lord say in recent days that the church is about to experience an open heaven because our prayers has tore down some strongholds. What does that mean for you, you might ask? That means the thing that's bound your children has been broken in the name of Jesus. Those things that has created darkness is getting ready to be pushed back and there is a illuminating light of Christ uh, that is emerging in this hour. I'm, I'm, I'm quitting in just a moment. First uh, John 4, 1 through 6, you would read, and it says, Beloved, believe not every spirit, uh, but try the spirits, whether they are of God, because there is many spirits that are the Antichrist spirits. Uh, but notice verse 4 of that passage says, uh, But you are of God, little children. And what? And you have overcome them. What have you overcome? Every antichrist spirit, every spirit that has spoken against God and his church, everything that's tried to bring darkness to you and your family, your nation, your community, he says, listen, little children, you have overcome some of them. You have overcome 75% of them. You have overcome all of them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Oh, I got to tell you this morning, he is greater. Maybe you just need to get that into your spirit this morning. Maybe I just need to single you out this morning and tell everybody in this section that your God is greater. Your God is greater. Your God is greater. Your God is greater. Your God is greater than any of them that's in the world. That means this. We are overcomers by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. But I don't have a testimony, preacher. Oh, yes, you do. You're still here. The devil of hell has not been able to overthrow you. Uh, He's not took life from you, but you are still present right now. 
you are victorious this morning. The salvation of the Lord is about to be seen by a generation. Hear me this morning. The Lord said, oh, little children, get your focus right. He said, they are of the world. Therefore, they speak of the world, and the world heareth them. But he said, you're of God, and he that knoweth God will hear us. Can I tell you, that's why there's so many different stories going on even within the church world today. Because some have religion, but some have relationship. And those that's in relationship, they're hearing the voice of God and they're hearing the word of God. And the religious folks ain't hearing that. And that's why you're seeing two different pictures. Uh, but can I tell you, the remnant of God, uh, they've, uh, they, they, they've done what they sung about. And they sung about Isaiah 6. Uh, I saw the Lord sitting on his throne high and lifted up, and his veil filled the temple. I believe I preached a message about that train filling the temple, meaning this, every time that a king ever went to war, his, uh, his, his process was, if he conquered a king, he would take his sword, and he would cut the train off of the opposing king. He would bring that back uh, and he would have his seamstress uh, sew it to his train. Uh, so when you look in the portals of heaven, uh, every devil, every demonic spirit has been defeated. Uh, can you imagine uh, how long the train of God is uh, while he's sitting on the throne this morning? Uh, listen, uh, you just got a glimpse uh, of who he is. We must believe only and we will see that which is diseased and dead be resurrected in this season. I'm going to leave you with this as they come to the piano this morning, please. David says in Psalms 34, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. But listen, my friend, verse number three. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Why would we do that? David said, I sought the Lord and he heard me and he delivered me from all my fears. He went on to say, this poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all of his troubles. Then it gets really good. He says, the angel of the Lord camped around about them that fear him and delivered them. He says, won't you taste and see that the Lord is good? Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. Oh, fear the Lord, you saints, for there is no want to them that fear him. The young lions do lack, and they even suffer hunger. But they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. The face of the Lord is against them that do evil. I pray that you hear this this morning. All of that anxiousness, all of that anxiety, all of that unsettling that the enemy would love you to bask in and set in today. I need you to hear this, man of God, woman of God. The face of the Lord is against them that do evil. You need to really hear this this morning. The face of the Lord is against them that do evil. To cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. The righteous cry and the Lord heareth. We have been in a time of crying. The church, the remnant, have been in a time of prayer and fasting. They have humbled themselves and they have cried and prayed the prayer of repentance. And I can stand here, I have 100% confidence that the word of the Lord is true. And he simply says, that if any man call out to him and come to him, he is faithful to them. And we have heard the cry of the church. And he 
He says, when the righteous cry and the Lord heareth them, notice, and he delivereth them out of all of their troubles. There is a deliverance that's coming the remainder of this year, going into this beginning of this new year. We are getting ready to experience some divine reversals, not just in families, not just in communities, not just in local churches, but I'm talking about in national government and some of the highest places of the land and other parts of the world. There is getting ready to be reversals. It can't help but be. If there isn't reversals, then God's word is not true. Because when people believe supernaturally, things change unexpectedly where it cannot be described with men. Give me the most intellectual men of this day and I will sit with them and I want them to explain to me how a man can take a rod and cause a red sea to part. With all of their wisdom, all of their knowledge, I want them to be able to explain to me how a man can be tossed into a den of hungry lions and all of a sudden that lion not be hungry. But about 12 hours later, you can throw some other men in there and they begin to eat and tear them to shreds. Somebody explain that to me. It's an impossibility. The only common denominator is this. In both of those illustrations, a man was willing to believe in God and the impossible became possible. There's a lot of things in our nation, a lot of things in our families, a lot of things in our community, a lot of things even in the church world that looks impossible. But His grace is sufficient. And when we believe, here's the deal. It's not because of a particular date on a calendar. It's simply because of the simple fact that any day a man or woman of God will truly believe and trust, that day can be the day of reversal. So you don't need to wait till next Sunday or next month or whatever for God to do whatever needs to be done in your life. You just need to believe that today's the day. That's why in his word he says, don't give thought of tomorrow, but notice this. He simply says, today is the day of salvation. Salvation is not just salvation for your eternal home in heaven. Salvation is bringing deliverance and healing to you in the present. Hear me. I know a lot of folks have a hard time with this, but in verse 18 of 34, it says, The Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart. I'm going to tell you something. God could not perform what needed to be performed in the latter part of this year, going into the next year, until there was some people with a broken heart. We was arrogant. Can we just be honest and real? We thought we had it together. We didn't need anything else. Shame on us for being fools, right? We need him. Every hour, every day. Oh, how I need thee. Oh, how I need thee. Right now where you're at, right in this very moment, here's what you need to say. Oh, God. may need a miracle in your body this morning you don't need me to lay hands on you you just need to believe that he is you may need a financial miracle this morning can I tell you you just need to believe right now that he is you say I believed before and I've did this before listen I'm not talking about before I'm talking about right now in this very moment of time do you have faith to believe and trust? Put all of your trust. When Darius walked in, saw his 12-year-old daughter nearing death, I have to do something. I think today I'll put my trust and my hope in one place in Jesus. The woman with issue of blood, I don't have anything left everything that I've had I've gave and tried to do it in myself but I've come up short and death is right in front of me but I think I'll just hope and trust right now in Jesus
Here's what happens when somebody really puts their hope and trust in Jesus. Here's what happens. According to the Jewish custom, when Jesus was walking down the road that day with his garments on, the tassels was probably on his garment and his garment was more than likely bordered. And when she simply touched and she just touched the hem of his garment or the border of her garment, she simply just touched the blue embroidering of his garment. It was very symbolic. She simply was touching heaven by faith. And the moment she touched heaven by faith is the moment it says immediately she was healed. I wonder if somebody in this room right now would by faith just say, I'm going to touch heaven. I know it's a little different right now in this setting, but I feel the presence of the Holy Spirit in this room right now. And I, I, I don't want to miss Right now in this stillness, in this very moment, maybe you need a special touch. Maybe the enemy's just flat wore you out in the mind and saying, this will never be, this will never be, and you'll never see this or you'll never see that. But by faith today, could we just maybe do the course of oh how, how I need thee. Can you do that? And right now I just want you to just take a moment. And I want you to just to forget about everybody and everything. And just right now and say, oh, how I need thee. And would you put all of your hope and all of your trust in him right now? Remain sitting or you can stand if you'd like at this moment. But I want you to just trust in the Lord right now, just for a moment before we go any further, before we pray. I want you to right now just to soul search and say, I'll, I'll put my trust in you right now. And she just leads us in a course.
of my voice as we continue in this attitude of worship and humility of saying, God, I need you. If there's a need in your life, if you need a healing touch in your body, you need a healing touch in your spirit, you just need an encouragement today, we're going to use wisdom, we're going to be smart about it with all the virus stuff, but listen, we're not going to stop being the church. But I'm going to ask you if there's a need in your life by faith and you're saying this morning, Pastor, I'm going to put my hope and I'm going to put my trust in Jesus. I'm going to ask you to just step from your seat and come and stand across the front of this building. Just kind of spread across the front of this building. We're going to pray together. I'm going to pray for you. The church is going to pray for you. We're going to extend our hands towards you. And we're going to... Hi everybody, it's Pastor Jade Abrams here. I want to thank you for joining us today. And I also want you to connect with us. You can find us on all the social media platforms listed below. And we would love to catch up with you, hear what God has spoke to you, and continue to follow us. And we love you and God bless you.